This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Hallelujah. I'm going to be coming out of Luke 11 and 1. Hallelujah. Luke 11 and 1. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 11 and 1. I obviously don't have it up on the screen right now because I just want to set up what we're about to hear today. Hallelujah. Luke 11 and 1. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just say amen when you have it. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. If you don't have it, because it's going to be on the screen, that's fine too. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. What is happening here? Amen. In the previous chapter, amen, Jesus is not in his native uh, Galilee. That's a section of northern Israel. But now he's in the section of Israel called Judea or Judah. Hallelujah. That's where the temple was. Hallelujah. And now during this time, hallelujah, in the previous chapter, chapter 11, he had sent out the 70, amen, disciples, amen, to minister to those in Judea. Hallelujah. He had also um, uh, met with, uh, he went to uh, Bethany, which is on the map here to the lower right. Hallelujah. Bethany is the town where Lazarus and uh, and Martha and Mary lived. They were his good friends. Amen. Obviously, we know he raised Lazarus from the dead. Hallelujah. At, at one point. Hallelujah. But now we find Jesus in the Mount of Olives during this chapter. What is the significance of the Mount of Olives? It was often the where Jesus retired at night when he was in Judah. So it was like his main. It was like his uh, his main place where he stayed when he was visiting the temple or places in Judah. Hallelujah! Mount the Mount of Olives is about two point two miles east of the old city of Jerusalem. Jerusalem has been modernized, so it's talking about the Jerusalem of Jesus's day. Hallelujah! It is one point six three miles from Bethany, the home of Lazarus, Martha, and Mary, who were Jesus's. Friends, amen. So now he is in hallelujah, Judah, hallelujah, where all the eyes are on him, hallelujah, glory to God. And he's asked the question, hallelujah, glory to God. Let's see what this is all about today, amen. Luke 11 to 1, I'm reading from the King James Version, and it reads, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, certain place being Mount Olives, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Saints of the Most High God, we know as Christians, a part of the Christian walk is to pray, but to pray means different things to different people. Hallelujah. People that are non-Christians pray. Hallelujah. People who don't um, necessarily have a concept of God pray. Amen. It's often said, uh, I'll keep you in my thoughts and prayers. Hallelujah. But what do people mean with that could be different for different people? Amen. But hallelujah. Here, Jesus' disciples. Amen. And it's probably not one of the 12, but one of the 70 asked him here. Hallelujah. Lord, teach us to pray. And oftentimes when we're in church, hallelujah, you may hear me or somebody else say, we must pray, we must do this, we must do that. But what did the Lord teach about prayer? 
How should we pray? What should be our mentality when we pray? What is prayer all about? Now, prayer is a big topic, and I'm not here to tell you I'm going to be able to cover everything that has to do with prayer. Amen. But God wants me to deal with the basics right now so that we can all be on the same page that when we pray, amen, hallelujah, we want to ultimately do God's will. Amen. Hallelujah. So with that said, amen, join me as I pray today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is that we're praying again. Hallelujah. Father God, we come before in the matchless name of Jesus, and we ask that you have your way today. Hallelujah. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. This task you've given me is far, far too great for me. Preach, teach your people today. Empower them today, Lord God, like never before. We won't fail to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor because you do all things well. In Jesus' name, let somebody say amen. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. Here we go. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lord, teach us to pray. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Let's look at the definition. Hallelujah. For pray. Hallelujah. Be patient with me as I pronounce this word. Amen. It's, it's, it's a word in the Greek here because the New Testament was originally written in Greek. It's prosyukoahi. Hallelujah. Or it means to exchange wishes. When we pray, we exchange our wishes Hallelujah, with God's wishes, to interact with the Lord by switching human wishes or ideas for his wishes as he imparts faith. There's that word faith again, hallelujah. So we code to him, hallelujah, it's basically like I was saying the other week, amen, not my will, Lord, but thine be done. When we go into prayer, amen, it's not about, hallelujah, be selfishly trying to get what I want to happen, amen, it's Lord, your will be done. But that's an issue if I'm carnal and I want my way. I've been guilty on many occasions because I've gone into prayer, hallelujah, determined I'm going to pray what I want. And then I wonder why those things didn't come to pass. Prayer's about exchanging your will for his will. Hallelujah. In other words, I make. You know, I'm, I'm going down. I know God wants healing. So if I'm praying for healing, amen, we're on, the, we're on the same page. But there have been some times, and I'll be honest with you, when people have called me to the hospital and the Lord has spoken to me, I'm taking them home. Changed my prayer completely, and I prayed for their comfort, and I prayed for the comfort of the family. Hallelujah. In those, in those instances, it's not fun, amen, glory to God, but I had to pray his will, not my will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, the Lord is a healer. Amen. But there are times when he's taking people home. Hallelujah. And I have had to adjust what I prayed based on what the Lord communicated to me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It also means accordingly, praying is, is closely interconnected with faith in the New Testament. Amen. In prayer, we must go to God in prayer by faith. And then while in prayer, God also imparts faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He may not be speaking audibly, hallelujah, but whatever he communicates to you in prayer will impart faith. Let me say this about prayer too. Sometimes prayer is about me getting into prayer and just shutting up. 
and let him speak. Not always for me in there to. Sometimes it's just, just chill. Just rest. Let him impart unto you what he wants you to hear. Amen. We have so many distractions in the world. Social media. I'm not calling it evil. I use it. Amen. Hallelujah. But it it, it can be a distraction at times. Hallelujah. This channel, that channel, all that, I, I understand it. I'm not calling them evil, amen, hallelujah. I'm just saying, hallelujah, there's a time where we must get into prayer. Sometimes you don't say a word. You let the, let the Holy Spirit lead you, hallelujah, glory to God. And God will just speak by way of the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. How do you know those instances? Just, just be patient, and God has an ability to... Uh, lead us from within in a way that only he knows how to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I can't really so much put it into words for you, but it's just a hallelujah. What's the word I used last week? Hallelujah. Ah, God. Hallelujah. Give it to me, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's just a, it's an inward leading where he will instruct you what he wants you to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So point number one is that prayer is an exchange of wishes where I give him, okay, Lord, I come before you today. Hallelujah. Thy will be done, not my will be done. Have your way. Lead me. Hallelujah. How I should pray today. Amen. Next slide, please. What was Jesus's response to this uh, question or this request? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go, hallelujah, next slide, please. Uh, Luke 11 and 2. We're going to read to the fourth verse. I'm reading under the King James Version. Jesus responded by saying, and he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. This is a little different from the Matthew Version. Hallelujah. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hallelujah. That Matthew, when, he, when Jesus spoke this in Matthew, amen, hallelujah, this was during the Sermon in the Mount. Right now, hallelujah, and that was in Galilee. Right now, Jesus is speaking this to the 70, hallelujah, while in Judea. So it has a little different structure. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We've all heard this prayer, but what does it boil down to? Next slide, please. Hallelujah. The basic elements of prayer that Jesus introduced his disciples to pre-cross perspective. Amen. We must understand that this was before he died on the cross. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Number one, addresses, address prayer to Father God. When we pray, we pray to Father God, our Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus, hallelujah, established this, that we pray to our Heavenly Father. The Jews were used to, hallelujah, saying the Shema, amen, from Deuteronomy 6 and 4, hallelujah, glory to God, where they were just directing to the one God, hallelujah. They did not understand the Trinity, hallelujah, per se, that the, there's a unity amongst, this, uh, amongst God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, hallelujah. So he's saying, address prayers to Father God. Number two, pray to Father God with reverence. Hallowed be that name. Hallelujah. We can't come disrespectful in prayer. 
Now, God is loving and patient, amen, glory to God, and he can understand if you are having some difficulties, hallelujah, glory to God. So he's not a mean man trying to destroy you, but generally speaking, we, when you want something from someone, hallelujah, glory to God, you, te you tend to come to them kindly, hallelujah, glory to God. Kind of like, hallelujah, when uh, I met when I got with Durette, amen, I didn't come yelling at her, amen, hallelujah. I had to come with a, a, a kindness, otherwise she wouldn't want to hear me. She didn't want to hear me anyway, but I had to come with a kindness to even get in the door. Hallelujah. Roses are red, violets are blue. Hallelujah. We must come to God, hallelujah, more often than not with a reverence, with a respect, with an honor. These are not rules amen these are guidelines hallelujah glory to god hallelujah glory to god number three pray for his will to come to pass and not your own that's the tough one a lot of times as we mature in christ our wills will line up with his will as we are new in christ a lot of times he will grace us with things hallelujah that we so desire, but generally, amen, prayers about an exchange of our wishes for his wishes, amen. We saw it in Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, not my will, but thine be done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This really takes a maturity. Generally speaking, we're carnal, including Pastor Brown. What does carnal mean? Unspiritual. Seeing the world based on my five senses. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. As we mature in Christ, when we go into prayer, ultimately our desire should be for his will to be done and not our will. Hallelujah. Oh, say ouch if, uh, if it hurts. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Number four, it is proper to ask Father God for daily provisions. There's nothing wrong with asking God for those things that you need. Hallelujah. Here's a testimony I didn't remember. We went on another field trip a few weeks ago. The forecast was for rain. This field trip um, included walking a few blocks to a bus. My prayer that day was that we would get a window that we could get to the bus without rain. I'm not, I, I lift up God so highly that I believe he is well able. He is not limited by the weather forecast of whoever says this on, on this channel or that channel. Hallelujah. I'm not operating as in, uh-oh, we need to cancel the trip because it's about to rain. No, no. My God is big enough, hallelujah, that he could give us a window. Guess what happened? We had a window, amen, hallelujah, to get to the bus, amen. It did not rain, hallelujah, glory to God. We got back, it did not rain. When did it rain? When school was over. Hallelujah. That's the type of God we serve, amen. If you need food, if you need more money, if you need this, if you need that, if you're having problems in your marriage, amen, hallelujah. If you're having problems at your job, if you're having problems with your children, hallelujah, Hallelujah. Ask God daily for what you need. 
Hallelujah. Oh, God's too busy. He doesn't have enough time to do this. Listen, he is not a human being. Amen. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. God has an ability, hallelujah, if need be, to speak to each of the seven billion, between seven and eight billion people on the planet at one time. Hallelujah, without being distracted. God's this complex being, amen, hallelujah, that is beyond our total comprehension. We will never understand God in totality. If we could, he wouldn't be God. God is a being that is beyond our complete understanding. He is capable of things that we can't comprehend. We can comprehend on a certain level, hallelujah, hallelujah, but how he talks to seven, how he can possibly talk to seven billion people at once, I, I, I don't know, but he can. Hallelujah, he's omnipresent, hallelujah, he's everywhere at once. My God, hallelujah. He doesn't manifest himself everywhere at once, but he's everywhere at once, hallelujah. Glory to God. Number five, forgiveness is available to you and those that have wronged you. Often we want forgiveness, but we don't want forgiveness for those that have wronged us. But let's think about this. At one point in our lives, we have wronged somebody else, and we wanted forgiveness. Why shouldn't the person that wronged us get forgiveness? We got to be very generous in prayer. Forgive us our debts. Hallelujah, as we forgive those that are indebted to us. You know, there have been many, many, many instances in my life where I've gone into prayer and asked God for forgiveness about something which was already mine through Jesus Christ. And he'll say, get up and apologize to your wife. Saints, there are many times that when we go to prayer, we must first go apologize to somebody else. I know we think we always right all the time. That's just human nature. We always want our perspective or how we view things or how we see the situation. But there's always another perspective. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I've had to literally get up off my knees, go apologize to her. Whether she accepted or not is not, is not the, the, the main thing, hallelujah, is that I did what he told me to do, and then I can get into prayer, and me and God could communicate to one another. Hallelujah. There's a humility in prayer. If I come out of prayer and I'm mad, there's something wrong. <laughs> And what's wrong is probably I'm holding on to my will and not releasing it for his will to be done. Hallelujah. I'm keeping it real with you today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Number six, deliverance from sin and its eternal consequences is available. Have you ever gone into prayer and asked God for help or for deliverance? You know what you're doing. You know the things that you've been involved in. You know the temptations. You know the struggle that you have. Have you ever gone in there and say, Lord, help? It's available to us in prayer. 
it's nice to come to me, but I'm not God. It's okay to go to your prayer partner, but they're not God. Have you ever gone to the source and said, I need help? I am struggling with this thing. I keep messing up with this thing. I'm scared of this thing. I can't do this thing. I need help with whatever this thing is. This is what prayer is all about. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Oh, God. God wants me to give you an example. Oh, my. <laughs> Hey, Jesus, hallelujah. I'm going to give you a hypothetical. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Brothers, if you are struggling with temptation from women, take it to prayer. Sisters, always falling for the wrong type of guy, take it to prayer. You're always flying off the handle and angry and jumping to conclusions that are incorrect. Take it to prayer and ask God to help you, and he will. You're angry at somebody, and you can't let it go. Take it to God in prayer. Lord, I am angry. This person has wronged me. I will never forgive them. But God, I need you to help me that I can forgive them and get beyond my claim to never forgive them. Help me. Help me. Lord, I can't get along with this person. I need your strength to help me to get along in, with this person in this situation. Because this person gets on my nerves, but bring me to a place, Lord God, where they don't get on my nerves. Hallelujah. And truly, your scripture that you say, great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them, shall be my lifestyle. Help me, God. These, these are real prayers. It's not, oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I pray. Listen, we got to get to the brass knuckles here. We got to get to the main point when we are praying hallelujah brother pastor how do you know all these things because all these things all these hypotheticals i've shared with you pastor brown has struggled with at one point in his life hallelujah glory to god and have had to learn as the lord has corrected me in a gentle way yet a direct way amen hallelujah next slide please saints use the power of attorney the lord gave you the right to use you know, we have a power of attorney or we have the right to do something on someone else's behalf. What are you talking about, brother pastor? The, the power of attorney. Next slide, please. This is Jesus. He's preparing his disciples for his crucifixion. And he's giving them some last instructions before he's to be crucified. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let's read, hallelujah, what Jesus is saying. Hallelujah. I'm reading from the New Living Translation this time, and it reads, At that time 
you won't need to ask me for anything. He's talking about the time when he's crucified. Uh, when he's crucified, excuse me. I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly. I guess you can't have it more clear than that. Ask the Father directly. Let's read on. And he will grant you your request because you use my name. The concept is this, saints. Jesus came and died for our sins. This is his beloved son in whom he's well pleased. Hallelujah. We as followers of Christ, hallelujah, can remind Father God or use the power of attorney or use the rights that Jesus earned for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we go to Father God in prayer. Father God, I ask these things not in my name because in and of myself, I was a sinner, hallelujah, but I ask it in Jesus' name because he is well, he's your beloved son in whom you are well pleased. I ask it in, in Jesus' name. Typically before this, people would be asking in their own name, hallelujah. Lord, you know I did this for the church. I did that for the church. I, did, I picked up people from the airport for the pastor. I, I, I ran people around and took them home. I cleaned up the church. I did the parking lot, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Essentially, amen, we're lifting up our own efforts, hallelujah, and our own, hallelujah, ways, hallelujah, trying to hold God hostage for what we did, hallelujah, as opposed to using the name of Jesus. And all he did, because believe it or not, our sins outweigh our good stuff. And we can't hold God hostage, but we can remind him of what his son did on his behalf. God so loved the world, he gave. Hallelujah. Religion and sorry to say even Christianity has taught us to pray in a way where we either make deals with God or we remind God the things we did for him like we're in the moral position to hold him hostage. I don't know about you, and you guys heard me say this before. I remember being angry in prayer during them 40-day fast in January. Hungry. Mad. Telling God off. I'm, tell, I'm yelling at God. Like I have the moral high ground over God. No. God, <laughs> there is no counsel, there's no understanding against the Lord. God is always right, hallelujah. And as I got a better understanding, as I stopped yelling at him, even in unknown tongues, hallelujah, which at that moment had nothing to do with God. I was not being led by God right there. Those tongues were not from God. They were really angry. They were misguided. I needed to be taught how to pray. And I was an ordained minister. Amen. What we have done, I can't, let me say what I have done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Was not exchanged my will for his will. Amen. Glory to God.
but I was misguided. I lacked wisdom, and I approached God in a way that lacked reverence. Hallelujah. That lifted me up instead of using the name above every name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just because I was a tither, amen, and still am, amen, doesn't mean I can hold God hostage, amen. Hallelujah. It means I'm grateful for giving us, for you giving us Jesus, and I'm responding in, as you tithe Jesus unto us, I'm going to tithe back unto you. It's not that I first loved him, but that he first loved us. He gave Christ as a propitiation for our sins. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me read this again. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly, and he will grant you, he will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. You haven't done this before. You haven't used my name before. You did not have the opportunity to use my name before because I'm unveiling this to you now. The Jews up to this point had not used Jesus' name because he was not on the scene for them to use it. There's a progressive revelation in the Bible, amen. The people on the latter part of the Bible know more than those at the beginning of the Bible because God has unveiled his plan of salvation and redemption over time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Later on, he talks about hallelujah. Um, I forget what book it was, amen. I believe it was back in Luke, amen. He talks about how he is grateful, hallelujah, that those that are there now get to know things, hallelujah, that the people of old wish to knew, to know, excuse me, hallelujah, that hallelujah. It's a general thought, guys, that we need to understand is that those in the latter part of the Bible, in other words, Paul had more revelation than David. Why? Because God had unveiled his plan further during the time of Paul than he did during the time of David. They're both saints, both in heaven, both have done wonderful things, amen, in service of the Lord. But Paul, living at a later time, had a, a better understanding of how this thing works than David did. Hallelujah. Although David didn't know a lot. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So that you haven't done this before. Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. So when we use the name of Jesus, that power of attorney, when we pray, it will result in abundant joy. These are the words of Jesus. These are not the words of Pastor Brown. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Next slide, please. Jesus speaks of Father God's generosity with regards to prayer. Does anybody here know that God is generous? Even from the standpoint that, hallelujah, we have air to breathe, hallelujah. We, we have life, hallelujah, health and strength, hallelujah. We serve a generous God, hallelujah. He's not stingy, amen, as at one time I thought he was, hallelujah, even being an ordained minister. We serve a generous God. Let's take a look at it, hallelujah. Don't believe me, let's look at the scripture. Next slide, please. We're coming out of Luke 11 and 5, going back to chapter 11 of Luke, hallelujah. I'm reading for the New Living Translation, amen, hallelujah. So remember, Jesus is in, Mount of, in the Mount of Olives, amen, at this time. 
He says, then teaching them more about prayer. He used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. Next slide, please. Verse eight. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for a friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. I know it does not render like this in the King James, but this is a more modern understanding for us. And so I tell you, keep on asking. You will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. For everyone, and God told me not to qualify this, for everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Next slide, please. Verse 11. You, your, you, you fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. Next slide, please. Verse 13. How do you, so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So in other words, Jesus was saying, and I know the King James Version is more poetic and sounding, hallelujah, glory to God. But basically, if we as sinful people, and now we are saints now, I understand that, but we people that are imperfect can give good gifts to our children. Can't our Heavenly Father give good gifts to us? And more specifically, hallelujah, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Remember, at this time, hallelujah, the Holy Spirit did not dwell in the hearts of believers yet. Why? Jesus had not yet been crucified and ascended to heaven yet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This context is about prayer. Gives you the idea that the Holy Spirit is very important when it comes to prayer. As you heard me read, he said, and then Jesus went on to teach more about prayer. And then the end of scriptures here about receiving the Holy Spirit. Where are you going with this, brother pastor? Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Saints, the Holy Spirit is the key to our prayer life. Once again, I love praise and worship. Hallelujah. I love the dancing. I love the singing. I love all the celebration in church. And we should have that and more. Amen. I pray that the dynamic uh, move of God's spirit would even increase. Amen. Hallelujah. And one of the keys to our growth. Amen. And us uh, really reaching the heights that Jesus wants us to have is to have dynamic praise and worship where we're no longer spectators, but we're involved in it and we're passionate. We forget about everything that happened before or everything that's going to happen after service. Amen. And we are really focused on him. Hallelujah. However, the Holy Spirit is more than energizing our praise and worship service. Amen. He is the key to our 
prayer life. Let's take a look at it. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Romans 8, 26. I'm reading from the New Living Translation once again. This is Paul speaking to the church at Rome. He says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. We don't know what God wants us to pray for. We may think we know. I may think I know. Hallelujah. But we don't know what God wants us to pray for. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray. You know, we, we get into all these pretty 10-minute prayers. We don't know what God wants us to pray for. We dress it up. We put the inflection on our voices. We do all the church things. But at the end of the day, we need the Holy Ghost. Let's read on. Hallelujah. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us. Yes, the Holy Ghost prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father knows all hearts, who knows all hearts, excuse me, knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us, believers in harmony with God's own will we must incorporate hallelujah highly or allow the holy spirit to lead us even how to pray because we don't know what we're doing otherwise and the moment we believe we got it figured out we're out of his will we want to be in alignment with his will that includes me I like it now when I get into a situation where I don't know what I'm doing because that means I can lean more on him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I remember going to a marriage counseling session years ago. I didn't know what I was going to do. Now, you may call that being unprepared. I called it, I want to be open to whatever the Spirit leads. At the end of that marriage session, one of the two people involved was baptized with the Holy Ghost. Why? Because the Holy Ghost was leading the session, not Pastor Brown. Typically, when you're going for marriage counseling, it's not about that, hallelujah. But we left, and it was. To God be all the glory. Amen. Next slide, please. Be empowered by the Holy Ghost. Let me say this. And I hate to use this example, but for our understandings, we've all, and I'm not, I don't want to give this glory, but just for our understanding, we've all seen those movies or heard of those times where people have been possessed by a demon and have this power and all that. I mean, it's so, and I'm not glorifying that. There's always a doorway or invitation that people 
have made available to that demon for them to be able to do that with someone's life, with someone's body. By the same token, that's a perversion, but by the same token, we must invite the Holy Spirit to possess us, not for our downfall, but that we might maximize who we are and how we carry out God's will, hallelujah, as Christians, amen. He will not force himself upon you like a demon, but he will wait for you to invite him to have his way. Amen? He is not going to fight with your will. We must allow him to have his way. Not because he can't do it. It's against who he is. We must invite him to have his way. Amen. With that being said, I feel like I need to add this. Amen. People, everybody out here is not demon-possessed. Amen. There must be a doorway. There must be some type of invitation. Amen. So we're not casting out demons out of everybody. There are people who are. Hallelujah. But just a, a little aside, everybody's not demon-possessed that's unsaved. Amen. There, there has to be a doorway. Sometimes there's abuse. Uh, whatever it is. Hallelujah. Sometimes they you know, verbally invite that spirit into them, amen, but everybody's not demon-possessed, amen, hallelujah, but we all should want to be Holy Ghost filled, hallelujah, and let him have his way, amen. So be empowered by the Holy Spirit, amen. Next slide, please. We're coming out of Jude 1 and 20, amen. Jude's the brother of Jesus, the half-brother of Jesus. They both had Mary as their mother, hallelujah, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, Hallelujah. But, hallelujah, we know that Joseph was not Jesus' true father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For he was, his father was Father God. Hallelujah. As we know. Hallelujah. What does Jude say here? He says, but you, dear friends, must build each other up. We must build each other up. He's speaking to a, a group of believers here. Hallelujah. In your most holy faith, pray in the power of of the Holy Spirit. Now that could mean speaking in tongues, or it also could mean pray as you're being led by the Spirit. If you don't know what that means, if you've not yet experienced it yet in your walk, amen, ask God to teach you how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, that he might unction you, that he might, hallelujah, uh, kind of nudge you along, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, that even when we speak in English, when we pray in English, we want the Holy Spirit to lead us, hallelujah. When I'm preaching, I, I, I want to be led by the Holy Spirit, amen. When I'm singing, I want to be led by the Holy Spirit, amen, hallelujah. When I'm working, I want to be led by the Holy Spirit, amen, Hallelujah. God always intended that the spirit, hallelujah, and man would dwell together, amen, hallelujah, in order to execute this life, hallelujah. They say that, hallelujah, we only use 10%, amen, of our mental capacity, amen, hallelujah, glory to God. The other missing part, the missing link is the Holy Spirit. That other 90% of the untapped potential in us it's the operation of the Holy Spirit. There are nine gifts 
or that 90% we're missing is the Holy Ghost. When you see me operating in the word of wisdom or word of knowledge, it's the Holy Ghost. It's not magic. It's the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why not allow him to lead us in prayer or lead us how to pray as Jude is instructing us here? Amen. Whether it be in tongues or whether it be in English, we need the Holy Ghost leading. Hallelujah. Let's wind this up. Amen. Hallelujah. Conclusion. Next slide, please. One more slide after that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's, now, this is not the definitive word on prayer, like that every aspect of it was mentioned today. We didn't get into decorative prayers and all that other stuff. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But hallelujah. Let's just wind up what we talked about today. Amen. Hallelujah. Number one, there should be an intimacy, a humility, and a reverence when we pray to our Father God. Excuse me. I could tell you that I've not always had this when I'm into, into prayer. Thank God for grace. Hallelujah. But for my prayers, for your prayers to be most effective, there should be an intimacy. He is our Abba Father. He is our Father. Jesus introduced God, hallelujah, the Father, as Father, as Abba, hallelujah. Unfortunately, amen, with the broken homes that we have, we, we don't always know how do I approach a loving Father with intimacy, Sharing your innermost thoughts and feelings. Humility. He's God. You're not. Hallelujah. Glory. With a reverence, with an honor, with a respect, because you know he's loving, he's kind, he's gentle, he's generous. Hallelujah. When we pray to our Abba Father. Abba Father is a, is a, a term of endearment. My gentle, good, loving Father. Amen. I know those of us who have had difficulties with your father, that it's hard to uh, fathom this. Amen. But God is a loving, gentle, generous father to us. We are, as Paul said at Mars Hill, his offspring. Hallelujah. Number two, our ultimate goal in prayer is to exchange our will for his will in our lives. As human beings, hallelujah, and I've had to come to this conclusion, and, uh, and, and he has to remind me all the time, amen, glory to God, hallelujah, I have to know that ultimately God has better for me than I have for myself. Had I chosen my way concerning my marriage, I'd be divorced at least once already. I'm just being honest with you. Had I done what I wanted to do, I'd be divorced. Hallelujah. Could I have done what I want to do? Yeah, I always had a choice. We have choices. I could have made that choice. Thank God I didn't. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because Raven wouldn't be here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There'd be nobody sitting back there. Nobody to make me chocolate chip cookies on Friday night. They were so good. I'm sorry. That's not nice. I shouldn't have brought that up. Y'all weren't there. I do apologize. But they were good. Thank you, Raven. Hallelujah. Anyway, just putting some little levity into the message. Amen. Hallelujah. Because y'all are so serious today. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, hallelujah. <laughs> Let me get back to my point. Hallelujah. Our ultimate goal is to exchange our will for his will. Not easy. I want what I want when I want it. 
I don't want to wait. Certainly don't want to suffer. I want all these seats to be filled right now. I want a keyboardist right now. I want this, I want that. It is what it is right now. Can I really be honest with you? I thought we'd move to Farmingdale for our sanctuary. That wasn't his will. Ultimately, thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. I couldn't imagine this, but God did it. I can't share it all till we have our church meeting, amen, in August, but you have no idea how good we have it right now as opposed to our last situation. You have no idea. You will find out. Hallelujah. But God had a plan that was so much better than what I was bringing to him in prayer. His will be done not mine, or not thine will be done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Number three, use the power of eternity the Lord gave you the right to use in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God, Father God loves nothing more than for us to remind him of Jesus. It's not that he forgot about Jesus, amen, but just like we all have these cell phones, amen, you have pictures of people that you love and care for. It's not that you forgot about them, amen, but when you look at their picture, amen, it brings you joy. It brings you uh, good feeling, good memories, amen, hallelujah. When we go into prayer, let's remind Father God of Jesus, amen, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Number four, hallelujah, go into prayer knowing that Father God wants to generously pr provide for your needs. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I am more relaxed now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm, I'm going to give you a real life current situation. Hallelujah. I attempted to mow the lawn yesterday and the lawn mower would not start. Yes, Pastor Brown still cuts his own lawn. The lawn mower wouldn't start. I tried and I tried and I tried and I tried. Amen. I was just about to throw that thing in the back of Durette's car. She don't even know this. Hallelujah. And take it to get fixed. All right. She said, not my car. <laughs> Y'all are getting a glimpse into my life. Anyway. <laughs> God never led me to do that. Amen. My expectation today, after she made a call, amen, is that the lawn will be cut today, not the way I wanted it, or I was going to do it on my timing, but it's going to get done by somebody else. Amen. Glory to God. In other words, God's plan sometimes does not always line up with your plan. He's got something greater than your plan and it brings me to the place where i'm no longer worried about things because i know god is generous and he's got me do you have a confidence that god's got you that he's generous that every situation you face god will solve do you allow him or do you try to fix it yourself 
He's trying to get me out of trying to fix it myself. I could have thrown it in my wife's car and smelled up her car and she wouldn't have liked that and I'd be in trouble. I'm in trouble anyway. Hallelujah. Could have spent this money, spent that money. Or I could just wait as I chose to do and it'll get done today. Hallelujah. Amen. Not my will, but thy will be done. Especially as men, we want to save the day. Well, sometimes some of you super women, you want to save the day. Sometimes, not sometimes, all the time, let God have his way. Lord, what would you have me to do right now? Number five, understand the cross is granted believers in Christ, forgiveness of sins, and access to Father God in prayer. We take it for granted that we could just go into prayer. Our ability to get into prayer is a direct result of Jesus dying at the cross. You could not, uh, during, during the time of the Israelites, hallelujah, in the Old Testament, you could not just go into God's presence whenever you wanted to. Matter of fact, the average person could not just do it. The priest could do it, and he could only do it once a year. We should not take for granted our opportunity to pray or to have God's ear, amen, is because of Jesus' death at the cross. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And that our sins, this grace church, are forgiven. No sinner can go into God's presence. In those instances in the Old Testament, you always see an angel coming to individuals because if they got into God's presence, they would die. Sin and God can't occupy the same space. The reason the Holy Spirit lives inside of us is because of the blood of Jesus has washed away our sin. The fact that we are all Holy Ghost filled as believers is a result of Christ's death at the cross. The Holy Spirit can dwell in us and we still have some sinful ways, hallelujah, because those sins were paid for already at the cross. Sins you had not even committed yet are paid for, were paid for at the cross. If you have the Holy Spirit in you and you're a believer, you have it. It's a result of your sins being paid for. When we go into prayer, we need to have that understanding. I no longer go into prayer. There are times I may say something just because of my relationship. Lord, forgive me of this, but I'm already forgiven. Hallelujah. I used to, every time I went into prayer, I was asked for forgiveness of sins, like I didn't have it already. Every single time I used to go into prayer, I used to ask for forgiveness of sins because I didn't understand what Jesus accomplished at the cross. It doesn't mean that you can't do it for your relationship's sake, just to get it off your chest. Lord, I know I did this. I know I blew it again. I know you, I'm forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. However, hallelujah, our sins are forgiven. If they were not, you couldn't go into the direct presence of God in prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Number six, allow the Holy Spirit to empower your prayers and subsequent actions. It's a hard one. I like, to do, I like to do what I like to do. If we're going to be honest, you like to do what you like to do. You like to say what you like to say. You like to do what you like to do. 
It's human nature. It's human nature apart from God. We all want to go to the next level in our walk. We all want to see the church take off. We all want to experience the miracles of the Bible. In order to do that, we got to let the Holy Ghost have his way. Hallelujah. Every great revival in the past wasn't stopped so much because of sin. It was stopped because man chose to do things, which is a sin, but basically man chose to do things his own way and the flesh got in the way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm at the point where I don't want the flesh to get in the way. Amen. Hallelujah. And when it does, amen, I got to quickly acknowledge it and let God have his way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The key, if you remember nothing else I wrote up here today, the key to our prayer life is allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way. Hallelujah. He wants what's best for you. He's loving. He's kind. All those fruit of the Spirit are the personality of the Holy Spirit. He's gentle. He's faithful. He's full of love. He wants all these things for us. Hallelujah. And when you just communicated to me now that I'm sharing with you, there's nothing that you can't have on this side of heaven that he won't bless you with. Nothing that's holy, obviously. We don't want anything that's destructive to somebody else. Hallelujah. There's nothing out of reach for you that he can't bless you with. Hallelujah. He's taken us to a place where it's not in my job. I'm not advocating being lazy. I got to get up and go to work tomorrow. It's my ministry. It's not in my self-efforts. It's in what do I allow the Holy Spirit to do in my life. Amen. And incorporating the Holy Spirit in prayer. You get into prayer, you don't know what to say. Holy Ghost, have your way. And just wait. Hallelujah. If you need to pray in tongues, speaking in tongues seems silly, amen, but it's your whole being talking to God without your mind having understanding. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Allowing the Holy Spirit to exchange your will for God's will. And God's will is so much more than you could even imagine. I have not seen, ear have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man what he has prepared for them that love him. I'm done. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.